The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, uh, your host for the evening, and I'm joined by uh, our usual, my usual uh, sidekick, accomplice, and foil, Sue Timberlake. Round up the usual suspects. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> I was shocked to discover there's gambling going on in this radio station. Get him, Dano. Get him. You're earning, sir. Yes, <laughs> I mean, you're winning, sir. <laughs> Uh, uh, Mr. Roberts is manning the board, and we have a guest tonight. Uh, Packy Wheeland is here to join us. Uh, Packy is uh, uh, a uh, notorious activist here in the Valley, <laughs> and also uh, one of the hosts of uh, both Occupy the Airwaves and Bread and Roses Radio yes. here on Valley Free Radio. Still she persists. Yes. <laughs> yes, and good for you, because somebody's got to. <laughs> So before we get into talking about stuff and uh, what a kind of terrible political week this has been, uh, I should mention a couple of things. First off, we love it when you contact us, and here are a few ways you can do it. Uh, you can reach us via email, uh, civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org, uh, on Twitter, at civilpoliticsfm, on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio, that's our community uh, we post links to things there and on Twitter during the show. Uh, we use the hashtag civil references to make it easier for you to follow along, um, or occasionally civil corrections. And uh, we also have a website, which is quite simply civilpoliticsradio.com, that has recordings of previous episodes of the, sh episodes of the show, links to things that we've talked about, uh, some supplemental episodes, uh, and so forth. So uh, absolutely worth your time to look at. And... Uh, I think that's all the housekeeping we, we need to get out of the way. Well, the, yeah. um, tomorrow, the events? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Well, is that housekeeping? No, I guess that's... No, that, that, that's... So it's yard keeping. <laughs> yeah, yard yeah, keeping. that's yard keeping. So um, I, I should also keeping. mention, um, uh, when we make references to things during the show, uh, especially when genre looks things up and then tells us what he's found, uh, we he created a uh, special sort of dedicated search page through Google, which is our trusted news sources, and that you can find a link to that from uh, civilpoliticsradio.com. And it basically checks news sources that we've all sort of agreed are are reputable, are, are, are reliable reporters of fact, and or if they're sites that more feature opinion, that have opinion that's based in reality. You know, <laughs> it's filtered. It's not just Google. It's filtered right. through our choices. Right, so. right. And it, it's not going to be, you know, conspiracy theory dot net, you know, like like the truth about Barack Obama and his alien overlords and so forth. Wait, we weren't supposed to have Infowars <laughs> on there? <laughs> Are we? I think we vetoed them, if I remember oh, correctly. Man, I I'll change it right now. <laughs> we don't have a whoopee cushion section, so no. <laughs> Although we should include the onion sometimes, I think, just for... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I think every time, sadly, every time there's uh, some mass shooting in the U.S., as there was yesterday in Annapolis, uh, yeah, the, the onion continues to, to nail at it, because every time that happens, they just rerun the, the story, the headline of which is, there's no way to stop this from happening, says... People of the nation says people of the only nation on earth where this continues to happen. So well, there it is. Yeah, yeah. And they just update a couple of things <laughs> and then they just copy and paste. Yeah. So um, it's not exactly funny anymore, but uh, that's yeah. That's what happens when you have to cut back on all your reporters, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> the Onion has so many people out in the field covering the news. <laughs> uh, speaking of the news search, we actually do have a an addition. Um, after a while, uh, reveal uh, revealnews.org. It's a nonprofit um, organization uh, that uh, funds uh, investigative reporting, actual investigative reporting. Old-fashioned investigative Wait. reporting. People uh, still do that. That's a real thing. 
Uh, it's it's uh, the news source that is from the Center for Investigative Reporting. Um, that's uh, funded by, well, like I said, it's a nonprofit, so funded by donations and things like that. So um, that that's going to be added uh, probably sometime tonight. So just Sweet. want to let everybody know. Sweet. Hey, thanks. <clears throat> so um, there's been a, a, a some important uh, uh, news coming out of the Supreme Court, which I think is going to have a lot to. I think we'll have stuff to say to talk about tonight uh, that will be re- uh, sorry reverberating for months to come, if not years and decades to come, here in how we talk about U.S. politics. But um, uh, Paki, uh, I was asking you because, as I mentioned, you do spend a lot of time going out and and joining protests and and being a, an activist in various causes uh and there are a number of rallies happening right around the pioneer valley uh to sort of uh synchronize with the big rally in washington dc that's that's come together to protest uh our new concentration camp for kids uh policies that the uh, trump administration's pursuing mm-hmm. um yeah. So could you tell us a, b- a bit about those? So they are happening. In fact, I, I got a call from a, a friend of mine down in Virginia who is working on uh, on finding a way to uh, to sue the government for child abuse. And uh, as Oh, that's walk- interesting. Is, right, what yes. What a great tactic. Seems yeah. totally appropriate. The, it's yes. a matter of just getting standing. But. Yes, so he's, uh, he's been in touch with the uh, ACLU, the Center for Constitutional Rights, and the National Lawyers Guild, mm. all of whom think he's, there's a case to be made. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is... Um, you know, I mean, I think what's, what's happening is, you know, the, there has been probably since at least the Civil War, um, a couple of, of uh, competing narratives, if you will, that, um, that variously go underground and come back up. And, and usually, actually, in, in good economic times when people are making money, they dissipate. <clears throat> but um, but so, something's really, well, of course, what's happening in this country is the, the income disparity has never been higher. So uh, even though there are lots of folks who are making money on the stock market today, Don't look there at are me. So My many income is very disparate from what it was 20 <laughs> years ago. No, I, was, uh, I, I was looking I'm at you because, one. <laughs> because you, were, uh, you were talking about it. You were, you were so informed earlier. Oh, about the, the bond. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah all that um, stuff. But, but um, before we went on the air. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> but what's so what's what's happened is we we've got now I'll I'll leave that that thread for a moment what we've got now is thousands upon thousands of people who are coming to this country seeking asylum seeking refuge yes um and and we can look at that and we can we can ignore the various tweets that our president has put out and and look more deeply at at what what has brought this about and one of the the earliest causes and the deepest causes is the centuries of oppression, the centuries of exploitation of countries south of our border. By U.S. business interests. By U.S. business mm-hmm. interests yeah. supported by the, the government. U.S. government. Yeah. So, because um, the business of America. Is business right? Is business, yeah, yeah. and uh, and the government will do what it can to protect that business. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 I think it, it behooves us to take a look at that. So when we start talking about what are the solutions, we, we really understand the problem. The problem isn't a bunch of people who are who are just disgruntled and want to have uh, cell phones and televisions and and the the material things that we have because those material things are available even in poorer countries around the world. Their economies have been wrecked. Yeah. Well, and, and more fundamentally, so let me just jump sure, in for, no, for no. a sec, because yeah. this is <clears throat> something I, ha- I have actually thought a little bit about. Um, it, 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 in a nutshell, a lot of the people who are fleeing right now, coming to the U.S., bec- are, are uh, looking for asylum or just you know looking to get out of places in Central America like uh, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, um, they are leaving because uh, their their countries essentially have failed. Um, they're they're not necessarily in open you know anarchy in the streets necessarily. 
though I think that is happening in places. Um, but just the government there, uh, the governments in those countries, and increasingly also in Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, can't fulfill that basic requirement of any national government, which is to provide something resembling safety for its citizens. And uh, this is going beyond the sort of the disparate safety provided by police in the United States. I mean, part of the point of the Black Lives Matter movement is that it's much safer to be pale and talking to the police than having dark skin and talking to the police. And when you have uh, people are fleeing from dangerous criminal gangs that uh, are, are committing acts of terrorism, essentially, not necessarily politically motivated, motivated in the way that, I don't know, Al-Qaeda was, for example, but nevertheless, they're... Cartel. Yeah, the cartels. They're, 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 there's dangerous violence in the streets. It's not safe, so they're running to this country um, <clears throat> because they're, the, 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 their countries, they're, they're becoming failed states. And they're becoming failed states in part because we've undermined those governments for decades. You know, uh, uh, funding death squads back in the eighties. You know, we've undermined them, and but what we've done is we've set up our our own puppets. Yeah, you know that uh, that it's. I mean, it's it's really a tragedy. The fabled banana. Well, not fabled, but the the uh, uh, the the famous phrase "banana republics," right? As in they were puppets of United Fruit. Yeah. Doesn't uh, Mexico have a big election tomorrow or today? Or and uh, I think it's gonna, Sunday. They're picking yeah. a new president. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. it's, it's it's fascinating, and and corruption is the major talking point. Mexico has has, has been it, it, it again. It's too far to call Mexico a failed state, but it's failing in places. And uh, there is, there and is the front runner is a reformer. Is that right? Yeah, he's or he's allegedly, a, well, he's he's um, he's a much more progressive. Performer. We'll see. Than, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Fingers and, crossed. Yeah. Interesting. And and he has not said very um, uh, lapdog things to the president of the country just to their north. Oh, um. <laughs> and which country would that be? <laughs> Let's see. Oh, wait, what's my geography? <laughs> across the Rio Darn Canadians. Grande. Well, you know, that was the most recent thing I heard is that the Canadians are offering to take the refugees. We won't. Good. So, oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I know they had um, they had some. I saw some scenes where they were uh, folks were getting ready to go across the Canadian border, and they were welcomed across mm-hmm. the border, and they were departing because of what was going on here with, you know, the Trump adventure. So, yeah, I it's, mean, it's a sad time when we've come back to uh, people of color have to flee to Canada in order to be safe. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, add in the about the Mexican elections. Um, I don't know if. You guys watch uh, the um, last week tonight. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a whole episode on on the different candidates and the front runners and and stuff like that. So I'll post a link to that. Very interesting. Uh, and they when when reporting or when talking about different topics, they try to to keep a pretty just even hand on on just things. So yeah. yeah. So uh, well, yeah, cool. it's it's uh, it's. I watched it and it's pretty it's pretty informative so I'll I'll post that on the Facebook and the Twitter right now. So last week tonight is one of your sources. Thank you very much. <laughs> one of <laughs> my sources. I don't get HBO so <laughs> I, 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 you can see the, big, the 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 main segment on H on YouTube. Yeah, they yeah. always um, post the main stuff on YouTube. It's got some really kind of off-color filthy jokes in it. Uh, uh, that bit about the Mexican elections. I mean, it works and it's informative, but there are moments where it's like, "Ooh, really, John Oliver? Did you have to do that joke?" But okay, it's still HBO. It's still oh, it's HBO. John Oliver. I'm sorry. The I thought this was a new new news show. That no, 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 no. This no. is a comedian's show. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I get I no. get news from there too. I, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're continuing the trend of of the comedians are the people who tell us things. Well, yes. sarcasm is a great is great. You know, we were starting to talk about where all these events are tomorrow. I want yes, to yes, know please, where they sorry. are. Okay. So, <laughs> the events are specifically motivated because we've got pe- separating because parents from the kids. Because children and parents are being separated and that uh, that has touched the hardest hearts. I mean, it's quite amazing hmm. the uh, you know, how the response of people, the thousands of women who were arrested yesterday including Susan Sarandon. Yeah. And um well, we she's a- just trouble, anyways. But, we you know. actually, we actually had a a, a demonstration in, uh, in concert with that yesterday, 
at the uh, at the ICE office down in Springfield. Immigration oh, and Customs okay. Enforcement yeah. office that's, in Springfield. That's it. Yes, the heart of ICE. Ah. Um, we uh, it was it was organized by the Pioneer Valley Workers Center and others. And one of the things they did was they invited parents and their children to come. Parents to bring their young children, their toddlers and infants, um, and it was you know if you remember it was pouring rain. Yeah, it was. But uh, there were two young people who uh, who sang and danced with the children, and uh, and basically brought home how you know parents need children and children need parents. Yeah. And uh, and this is what a family should look like. You know, mom playing with the kids, dad taking care of the children, and uh, and so it was you know in, in such contrast to what's happening at the border, and not only at the border, but the 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 mechanism they had in place. It wasn't just okay, you're the child, you're the parent, so we're going to put you in separate yeah, rooms. They're shipping them but to Wisconsin or someplace. State, yeah. Wisconsin, all over the country. Yeah. Um, you know, and you just think. How how in the world did they do this? Well, well, some of the airlines yeah. started to refuse. They yeah. were yes. they were saying that they just couldn't. You know, yeah. there were the mechanisms that an airline needs to be able to transport an unaccompanied minor. They weren't putting in place, so they yeah. were being handed little kiddos yeah. to yeah. transport on the plane. It's like good for business saying they don't know, want to be accessories to kidnapping. Uh, yeah, <laughs> co-conspirators in Co this <laughs> child abuse yeah. Yeah. case. But anyway, yeah. Even so some Republican uh, senators and oh, reps yeah. and stuff are are having a fit with this. So I give you a hard time for being a Republican sometimes, Sue. But I mean, you know, <laughs> name one. <laughs> name one. You <laughs> would do. Give me a second while I look Susan through my Susan Collins. Susan Collins. Oh yeah. yeah. But but and also I think Paul, Senator Murkowski. Yes, well, the two women. Yeah. Two of the women. Yes, exactly. Well, so. and they, you know, they they come down pro-choice on other things too. Sure, so they're yeah. interesting Republicans to begin with. But there were a lot of the men, including Paul Ryan and a lot of folks that had a lot to say about this. And I, I do have some notes, but I don't want to rustle all the papers here. But there were quite a few Republican men who, you know, they just they don't they don't quite understand how we got here. They don't want to take any blame. Nobody wants to take any blame for this. But at the same time they at least expressed um, some outrage about how this was happening yeah. and how how it had come to pass and tried to fix it. And both both bills failed, I think, this past two weeks. Yeah. right? Both of those bills failed that they tried to push through. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and one of the things that, that is happening is because there is so much of an out, such an outcry that I think uh, people coming out in all of our cities and towns, there's a, a demonstration in, in uh, Belchertown tomorrow afternoon in East Hampton at 11 tomorrow morning. There's going to be a huge gathering in Springfield. And and I think at it's... At the ICE office again or somewhere no, else? No, 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 at Court Square in Springfield. Court Square in Springfield yeah. tomorrow at 11. At 11 a.m. Uh, that's June 30th. Yes. Yep. And... Uh, it's a Saturday. Oh, good. I can go. Yes. Yeah. And... Uh, well, if and you want to come to the rally at East Hampton at 3 o'clock, I mean, since I live in East Hampton, I will be going to that one. I thought it was in Northampton, so it's even easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> None so, in Northampton that we know of, I guess? No, no. What what the, the yeah. Pioneer Valley Workers Center did was invited people from Northampton to come to... Uh, to Springfield. Excellent. Okay. Um, it's easier yeah. for a lot of people in in Northampton to get to Springfield than vice versa. So, um, so yeah, I think the the uh, the outcry, and of course, what what I think is important in Springfield is that um, that the congressional election is heating up, or so it seems. Yeah. So that's an interesting place to have this. Yeah. Though I. You know, I think I think it's pretty clear that in Massachusetts, it's there's a predominance of of Democratic and left leaning voters. I think I think in terms of uh, uh, well, Scott Brown did get in, if you remember. Yeah, no, it's not it's not that there's no chance for Republicans to and win any of these races. Charlie, but, but yeah, <laughs> but I, I and he's up for re-election. So I mean, I think that's going to be where think more things are at play. Yeah, I haven't well, seen no. you guys get any traction. The Democrats get any traction against Charlie? Well, I'm surprised. Well. Actually. Just wait after after the primaries. I think you'll then see you'll see something it. Yeah. happen. But um, but no, this is not a, a Republican running against Richie Neal. This is Tahira. Uh, oh yes, yes, yes. We a, want to have a her Democrat on the show, right? Who is African American? Who is a uh, who is a Muslim? Uh, who is a lawyer? 
who is absolutely brilliant. I heard her on another radio program that we won't mention now. <laughs> um, uh, when she was, are, are well, they were they competitors of ours, or was it, was it <laughs> one, of the, one, of, one of those jerks at public radio talking to her? No, 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 no. It was uh, it was one of those commercial radio stations. Good God! But um, but but what was what I thought was particularly interesting was so she's running. Um, against, she's priming him. Yeah, yeah, she's running against Richard Neal. People Good. have had some problems with Richard Neal, although he did do the big train station in Springfield. Right, that was his life's work. Sure. Is to is but to there aren't any trains. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. You know, he's still. He's still courting Pignelli. So in other words, we, we could have our own Alexandria or Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. yes, we could. You're referring uh, to the New York race where yeah. they just bumped off a 10-term. Um, a 10-term term yes. incumbent. Oh. Uh, yeah, for a district that represents parts of uh, Queens and the Bronx. Yeah. He was uh, slated to replace Pelosi as uh, house leader. Oh, well, he's one of the people talked now, about it. Yeah. That, he, it wasn't a done deal. It wasn't, the, but that, he was the favorite. And yeah. here's the other thing, though. One of the arguments to to support Richard Neal is that if the Democrats take the House, um, he would he's slated to become the uh, the chair of the Ways and Means Committee. Oh, money. Okay, money and committee so, is important. Yes, yeah, so, but... He has been the ranking member. He has been in Congress for many, many years, and he hasn't done a lot for the people. In fact, you know, out in the Berkshires, out in his expanded no. district, they've put up a bulletin board saying, "Has anybody seen? seen I've seen those. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when Tahira was asked, uh, "Well, you know, how can you run against this man who might become the head of the Ways and Means Committee?" She said, "Well, you know, what has he done?" Uh, and what, what difference would that make for us here in the district? But if she is elected and, uh, and the Democrats take over, one of the people who is a possible head of the, the, uh, the Ways and Means Committee is John Lewis. Well, that would be interesting. I'm down for that. So here, you heard it here. So, um, so, so I think it is important to keep in mind that uh, that this this is a very exciting election year. So, so as a dem, are you a dem? Are you a Democrat? Or well, <laughs> I'm I'm unenrolled. I have been. I think that's at times a, a Democrat. I have been at times enrolled as a as a Green. Um, you almost said the R word, but I didn't think. No, no, oh, no, 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 never that one. <laughs> it just almost for a although, second. <laughs> although, wait, no, no, I did. I I actually registered as a Republican. This is news. Get yes, this on tape. When John Anderson <laughs> oh, yes. was running yep, third in party. the primary. Yep. No, he was running as a Republican. He was yep. a Republican yep. running against Ronald Didn't he? Reagan back in 1980. Oh, yeah. before he ran yeah. as an independent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And no, this is John John Anderson. He was a, a Republican, and uh, and I, you know, because you can do this here in our state. Yep. You yeah. Can yeah. Change your your party affiliation. and vote in a primary. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I so, yeah. I'm trying See to remember. I th- <laughs> a card-carrying I, Republican for there, one day. Well, was, that might have been a tactic. I don't know. Well, <laughs> there, there, there was a uh, Republican candidate in the primary back in the 90s, and I can't remember who it was now, but I, I actually took a Republican ballot to try and give him a little nudge. Uh, as a tactic or as a real vote? Uh, as in I would prefer if, like— If I, a Republican's going to win, I'd I would rather— I would rather this guy <laughs> yeah. rather than— um, I mean, you know, like I can't remember. I think it was, I think it was, I think it was the '94 Senate election. I mean, I wound up. I think it was because I was interested in Mitt Romney at the time, and I thought like Ted Kennedy's not getting any younger, and you know, there's still Chappaquiddick in the background, so maybe oh, we should think about Romney ran against Ted Kennedy for the Senate before he was governor. Right, and then I uh, I wound up voting for 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 Kennedy over Romney because I kind of believe in things like. Federal spending on education is a good thing, not a bad thing. So, well, Mormons usually fall along those lines. He's out in Utah now running for, I, I, for I know. Senate. And so, he just accepted President Trump's endorsement. So, in that race, this is how different I am for you guys, from you guys. In 94? I, in 94, I was at Bread and Circus, which was the precursor for Whole Foods. Sure, the grocery in, store. In Cambridge. That. Yeah, <laughs> at Fresh Pond, which is the you know People's Republic of Cambridge, uh-huh. holding a sign and getting signatures for Romney. And I have never been so harassed in my life because it's Kennedy country. It's Cambridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, I, I got him signatures that, no, during he, that race. He, he, uh, <laughs> 
you know, standing outside the Kennedy house in the vineyard would probably be the only place to get more light. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it was rough. I even had my dog with me just Aww. to try and soften the blow. It was, yeah. miserable. and somebody I knew from work came up and she made her husband sign Romney's papers because she felt bad for me because <laughs> I was getting so, and he didn't want to. He, he was yeah. all Kennedy. She said, sign his, that's just putting them on the ballot. It doesn't, you know, yeah, you yeah. have to well, vote for them. I, but I, it was a really, it was tough. It I was mean, very I, tough. Well, I, I tell you, yeah, go if we're going to sing the praises of Republicans, well, um, <laughs> my, limited my, as we might. Yeah, my favorite was um, Jane Swift. Yeah, Jane know. Swift did a number of things. You know, um, I mean, one of them was she she negotiated a great uh, contract with the SEIU workers. But the other thing that she did, and in contrast, you know, Jimmy Carter. Who is you know now since he's been president he's he's our he's had he's, a great post presidency he does he has yeah. you know but but when his you legacy know, grew everyone <laughs> brings home the bacon and the bacon that Jimmy Carter brought home was the Kings Bay nuclear Trident nuclear submarine base which is the largest is it in Georgia nuclear base in uh, the country <laughs> yeah I mean he brought it back to his constituents right well um, he was a nuclear engineer. You right. see how I yeah. said that? I didn't say it the Bush way. What? But <laughs> what? A, what? What? No, I meant nuke. Oh yeah. What yeah. <laughs> Jane Swift did was here was Sprague Electric, this company in in North Adams that had lost its contracts after the Vietnam War. Oh. She brought home Mass Mocha. Oh, that's interesting. Jane oh, that was Swift. Her. That is yeah. Jane Swift's gift. I yeah, Mass Mocha is a good museum. It, it's a great museum. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you know, we had um, public funding of elections briefly here in the state. There was a ballot question. Yes. And I can never think of it. There's two brothers, um, and I get them mixed up, but one of them was running for, I think, state rep and agreed to take the money, and they couldn't get the money. They'd done all the things they were supposed to do. They went right by the book for public financing, you know, and it was a new law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they would not release the money. The the Congress would not permit it. Massachusetts you mean Congress. The Massachusetts State House. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not the State House because Jane Swift was in the st- State House. Right. It was right. actually the Congress. The legislature, yeah. Yeah, and she took all the uh, SUVs and sold them to fund the um, public financing. That's and that's awesome. how they paid him. Because she said uh-huh. it's the law. It needs yeah. to be funded, and she yeah. sold everybody's SUV. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, you know, I, I, she was. She <laughs> I was thought that slated. was very funny. She, she was slated to be governor. Well, uh, but my guy did a a, a poll. To show that she couldn't win and well, forced her out. My guy Romney at the uh, time. That's exactly yeah. it. And I feel bad about that. They took a picture of, I, I can remember this this video, this uh, newscast, where Romney came to town. They had a conversation. They took a walk. And the next day, Jane Swift said, I'm not running. Yeah, she, she he showed her the poll that he had commissioned. He showed her the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yes. And she was our first... Acting governor, yeah, woman, and our first, first w- female. woman governor, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the first woman in statewide office, but yeah, I get that reference. What reference? What? <laughs> show, show me the money. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. So, um, so yeah, so so you know, we're, we're, but I think this is going to be interesting. Be yeah, an this interesting year. Yeah. and the thing is, the uh, the most powerful person in the Commonwealth, legislatively, is not the governor, speaker. It's the Speaker of the House. Yeah. Yeah. So I think sometimes the, uh, the, the Democrats just say, well, let them have it. Um, well, and because they have the real power, but let's keep in mind. Now, I mean, they do have the real power, but look at how many of them end up going to jail. <laughs> you know? Speakers of the House? Yeah. I try never to bring this up with this crowd of uh, Democrats because I feel like I'm playing um, a I'm the only ball. actual registered Democrat <laughs> in the room. And there is corruption in the state party. It's just true. <laughs> well, that's because it's been one party for so long. You know, right. And, and, if and we that's bad. <laughs> if we didn't have so many smoke and mirrors, when you talked earlier about the failed governments, the failed yeah. countries south of the border, um, I think we've got more failed corporations. We've got more failed states ourselves. Uh, that aren't functioning well uh, when when it's the Speaker of the House, whether it's Paul Ryan or whether it's DeLeo here in, in Massachusetts. Oh, DeLeo, sorry, I said If he doesn't mm-hmm. want a bill to go forward, it's not going. Yeah, sure. And, uh, and, you know, this is one of the things that I was 
was talking with folks about today, that if we really are going to have a democracy, we have to change that. No, I, I, I agree. Um, and we've certainly had, uh, you know, some corrupt machine politics going back to certainly in my lifetime, William Bulger. Well, <laughs> if, for, for and, and probably before that, but I'm yeah. too young to remember. See, <laughs> and I credit um, Romney for orchestrating a way to move him to the university system and then move him out. In other words, they sort of <laughs> yeah. took him yes. out with a dollar bill in front of his nose, but at least they got him out of the Senate. Yeah, like, like, a, like a snossage with a dog. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I could be wrong. It might have been started long before Romney got there, but he was the one that it was you know, well, accomplished I mean, under. As long as we're doing this homage to Mr. <laughs> Romney, um, Romney Care, which some of us benefited from, when uh, when yeah. it was when it was yeah. in place yeah. and uh, and and unfortunately he was he he had to to bend over so far to the right that he couldn't take credit for it. Yeah, he yeah. went you down know? the path of it's only good for a state. It's not really a federal program, and, you know, which I thought was like an excellent reason to not vote for him. I mean, like his his signature accomplishment as governor was something he was disavowing as a bad idea. And I'm Instead like, of just defending it with reckless abandon, like Trump does with his stuff, you know, right? <laughs> Trump is like, oh no, that's not blue. Uh, this guy right. is not blue, and and uh, Romney, you know, Believe was me, very careful. It's huge. So. <laughs> anyway, we should take a take a short break here. So uh, soon? Well, it's time time flies when we have company. So we're going to play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs, um, and uh, uh, promote some shows. I don't know if we have an, a, a promo for them yet, but it does remind me. Uh, starting this Sunday, July first at eleven a.m., there's a new show coming to Valley Free Radio called Cultural Impact. And it's going to be about uh, uh, arts and cultures uh, with a sort of a Latino or Latinx uh, uh, slant. Uh, and I forget the name of the... Darlene Elias. There you go. Darlene Elias, yes. uh, who's also in uh, part of the Occupy crew, uh, is going to be the host. And uh, they're going to be uh, 11 to 12 to start off with. And they're hoping they, we might be able to expand them out to two hours. On uh, Sundays? A few months. Sundays at start 1 p.m. starting this Sunday, July 1st. So sorry about that, John. If you uh, want to press the button now, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> uh. Right. So this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I'm Rachel Maddow with the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission and the Franklin Regional Council of Governments for Valley Free Radio, reminding you that legally bicycles are vehicles and bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities and should observe the same rules as motorists. For more information on bicycle rights and safety, go to www.massbike.org. Are you interested in connecting with the international community in the Pioneer Valley? Then volunteer to help your immigrant neighbors improve their English and integrate better into their surroundings. Become a volunteer tutor. Take a free 15-hour training taught by the International Language Institute in downtown Northampton. For more details on an application, go to ili.edu or contact Amy at ili.edu. Students come from Africa, Asia, Europe, Latin America, and the Middle East. So volunteer to tutor and expand your world. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. Press start to continue. Video game remixes, nerdcore, hip-hop, and chiptunes from across the internet. Tune in every Monday night from 9 to 11 on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. And check out Facebook.com slash start to continue for links to show notes, random game news, and podcasts of previous episodes. Press start to continue. All a nerd needs to know. Brother, if you had seen the things I'd seen, <laughs> your head would explode. <laughs> this is Betty White. 
I know you don't need one more thing to worry about, but listen, high blood pressure can cause kidney damage, blindness, heart attack, stroke, and you can have high blood pressure even if you feel all right. One in seven adults has it, but it's easy to get your blood pressure checked and you can treat it if it is too high. So don't worry about it. Don't ignore it. Just see your doctor and check it out. For your free booklet, visit the Will Rogers Institute at wrinstitute.org and find us on Facebook and Twitter. And back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still joined by Sue Timberlake and our guest this evening, uh, Paki Wheeland. And Paki, one of the things we were sort of chit-chatting about on air, uh, sort of off-air during that break just now, is that you've been uh, doing uh, work with a... Um, a worthy cause, the Poor People's Campaign. Tell us, uh, give us uh, the the thumbnail on that at least. Yeah, it's it's actually it's it's more than a cause. It is a campaign, and okay. and one of the things I was really impressed with is uh, the two leaders of it. The the heads are Reverend William Barber, who is an African American minister, and Liz Theo Harris, who is a uh, also a Caucasian uh, minister, and they. Um, they began bringing this together with a, a cadre of people uh, a couple of years ago, a few years ago, and uh, and came together on Mother's Day, the day after Mother's Day. It started a forty-day launch campaign to to bring home all the issues or most of the issues that people are concerned about in our lives, uh, whether it's militarism, racism. Um, the failure of jobs, reproductive rights—you can you can list them. And and what they bring, what they did was they really brought home the intersectionality of all of these. And uh, Which and the thing you that said MLK really this was his vision before he was assassinated. Ago, yeah, fifty years ago, Dr. Martin Luther King and his SCLC, his uh, Southern Christian Leadership Conference had began planning the Poor People's Campaign, which was an encampment on the mall. Oh, the Washington Mall. On the Washington Mall. And uh, and we had uh, uh, plywood uh, structures put up, and I was actually there oh, 50 wow. years ago. Uh, I had been organizing you seem so young. in West Virginia. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so... Um, and he, he recognized that intersectionality, even though it wasn't called that did. at the time, well, right? That's the, the, the triplets of evil that he, he mentioned, you know, militarism, racism, and excessive materialism hmm. that, that he referred to as the triplets. So it's not like the siblings, but they're, they're much more tightly bound than that. And mm -hmm. well, intersectionality wasn't part of the, yep. the lexicon at the time. But anyway, so, so he started doing this. In fact, you know, many people, those conspiracy theorists, for example, say, hmm, very interesting that this was the speech he gave at the, uh, at the, the church in New York at the... Uh, and um, and a year later he was killed. Um, now, uh, I think what what he did was he he sowed these seeds. And 50 years later, here are Reverend Barber and and uh, Reverend Thea Karras who are coming together and saying, "All right, let's let's move this on." And and the the thing that I love about this is the the 40 day launch was just the beginning that, that they have put out a call saying that this this is really a multi-year work we have to be about. Um, when we were talking earlier about the problems in Latin America, the failed states, so-called in Latin America, um, those didn't come about last week. They didn't come about last year. And what are the antecedents to those, and how do we correct it? The... Uh, the, the post-Civil War in this country has never been adequately addressed. You know, b both looking at the people who had been enslaved and their, their freedom and what that meant, and also the people who variously fought on the side of the Confederacy and people who fought on the side of the Union and, and what that actually meant. What were the things, and I'm not being an apologist, God knows, for, for the, the um, 
for the Confederate Army or the the Confederate States of America. But I think uh, rather than to just simply broad stroke, these guys were bad, these guys were good, and uh, and which camp were you in? That most of the people in the South, those many of whom were conscripted because they didn't have the money to pay somebody else to go fight That's right. Them. You could still do that. Yes, yeah. yes. Actually, you can kind of do and that today. They did it in the Union Army, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But, but, um, but you know, we, we don't look at this. How, how, ever since the beginning, who fights the, who wars? Fights the wars? Exactly, yeah. Sue. You know, so, um, so, so I think, you know, it's, it's really time to take a breath and to say, look, we, we don't want the soundbite solutions. Uh, we've got enough tweeting going on. Uh, but to sit down seriously with your colleagues, with with your your cohorts, to say, so so, God, this is one hell of a place we're in. Mm. Um, it's not even the question so much of how exactly we got here, but how d- do we address the myriad issues mm-hmm. that have brought us here and make that kind of change? And I think when I when I was with the people yesterday, the children and their parents who were singing and dancing outside the ICE office, showing the world, showing us what a family is supposed to be. It's parents happily playing with their children. It's children laughing and dancing. It's not what this government has done to people. At the border. At yeah. the border. And, and you know, not only are they at the... And you know, beyond. Well, and, yeah. and beyond, but yeah. it's, it kind of starts there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I so, saw a piece tonight um, just before I came. I don't know if it was BBC, but it was a woman whose nephew was separated from his father or his mother at the border, and she's not legal, and she's like the aunt, and she's here. And she was saying that she signed up to take custody of the boy. She said, because I cannot imagine it's my nephew, yes, and I may be deported. You know, I know I'm putting my fingerprints in, and I'm putting my name on this, and I'm thinking... What a Sophie's choice she has right now. Yes. Because she could just, you know, say I'm I'm not related, but if she if she's gonna claim him, she had to put her name on the list and put her fingerprints in and and it's just a horrifying when you th- I'm such a privacy nut. I I don't know how I would do that. I mean I'm a US citizen, but um you know, I just can't imagine for now. Yeah, for now. Right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> My group could be next. Um, but but that moment of, and it was just a little piece, a little vignette, but uh-huh. that her dilemma of yeah. what to do for her, I think the yeah. boy was 16, 15, mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. You know, it was, and if she didn't claim him, well, you he know, was going to be deported. The, uh, I, w- I was in Washington last year, and um, this for this past year, and, and I, I often was in in Senate offices listening to dreamers talk about their stories, share their lives with with aides because the senators, of course, didn't come out to listen. But the stories are so moving. But these are young people. This is all they knew. But it's the same thing that, yeah. that you and I learned growing up. This was this was my country. Yeah. And and then to find out that no, you're you're you don't not, have the, your papers. You don't have those papers that, that give And their you. parents never told them. And no. In many cases, they never mentioned it. And um, Well, that is what our founding fathers fought the uh, British Empire for, uh, uh, a land of, you know, freedom and liberty and, you know, making sure that everybody had the right forms filled out correctly. <laughs> Because <laughs> justice for all. Come on. Uh, no, no I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was a declaration of, you know, if you're if you're cool enough to be part of the club, then you can have rights. So that was it. If you oh, remember the uh, form, I think it was 36 dash B dot five to uh, join into the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> right, exactly. And, yeah. where, where they posed as natives. Yes, yeah. but mean, there was an entrance fee. Man, they, were. <laughs> uh, they had to fill out this form. There was, you know, they they had to be vetted, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were given their uh, uh, government-issued um, Native American uniform. Right. <laughs> I, 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 th- I mean, I think it's worth worth <sighs> noting that none of our of the founders of this country uh, were native. Right. None of them were, were, were American-born. You know, none of them were born in the United States. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, like, like, none of them are 
properly citizens, are they? I mean, how could they be? <laughs> you know, I mean, that was the, the that's the other thing that, um, that, you know, when we think about or when I think about culture clashes, um, that that one of the the, uh, the the positions is that of of fear of losing what I have, which somewhere I can't believe I haven't stolen, you know, um, and and the other is the narrative of our aspirations. What is it that we that we we lived and breathed that we were a different place? We weren't uh, exceptional Americans. We were a place that, that was quite exceptional in the sense that give me your poor, your tired, your hot, your huddled masses yearning to be free. Well, that's a French be, thing. That be, was a French statue. That is well, an American. I know. They, well, but, but they gave it to us, so, <laughs> and it was written in English. And the poem is 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 definitely not French. Oh, good. But but you know, so 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 there's this, you know, what is it that can that can free us? That can free Paul Ryan? That can free our our legislators to embrace our our aspirations about what we can Who's be. Who's aspirational right now? I, I'm looking for a leader that has that. Well, I, it's, it, uh, see, that's, again, getting back to what we were talking about last week. Who, who's aspirational? Well, Donald Trump has a lot of aspirations, and there are a lot of people in the Republican Party, by no means all of them, but there are plenty of them who are liking what he's selling. And what he's selling is, you know, people coming up from south of the border are animals that need to be kept out. They're dangerous. Muslims can't be trusted. Uh, uh, you know, MAGA, Space Force, whatever. You know, they, 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 they. Okay, they, I kind of like the no, Space Force. But I, they I, like a huckster. Uh, the Space Force is is a the the has the germ of a good idea in it, but it's a it's a terrible idea that is uh, unnecessary because all uh, its functions are already handled by the Air Force. But I'm I'm looking at. Um, I enjoyed listening to a little bit of the um, the woman that just won in New York. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, just mm-hmm. listening to her. She was a Bernie uh, organizer, right? I mm-hmm. think. Yes. And you listen to how she talks and it's really it you know, you it's like why can't we be just a little less fearful and a little more what you were saying, Packy, sort of this you know, let's go to our aspirations. I honestly, I think that, let's play with this aspirations for a moment because because I think he has a plan. He has he has goals. Donald but, Trump. But when I think mm-hmm. about when 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 I talk about aspirations, I talk about how to live our ideals. Oh, not getting and, more money. And I don't <laughs> think the ideals are the things that the current president of the United States no. is even articulating. And he didn't he didn't run on them. I mean. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm sorry, but like the 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 rhetoric of the Republican Party has been taken over uh, by fear and paranoia. I mean, it's it's always a thread that was there going back to you know our paranoiac in chief Richard Nixon, uh, you know, who was you know just like you know be thought afraid, every- be really really afraid. Right. He thought yeah. everybody was out to get him, and sure enough, eventually we were because we're like, wait a minute, what are you doing? Well, you know, friends come and go, but enemies accumulate. So right. Um, <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so the 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 point is, uh, you know, uh, the sort of the the Trump uh, appeal. His message is all about like they're out to get you. I'll protect you. Well, we're in trouble. You know, and we're in trouble. Everything's yeah. falling apart. I can fix it. Just b- believe me, it'll be huge. Blah 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 blah, and and, and, yeah. and you know, as opposed to uh, for all their flaws, I mean, like I think the politicians I most admire are pretty much all Democrats, and they're people like Elizabeth Warren who talk about like how we need to roll up our sleeves and get stuff done. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I, stop beating on the middle class. Well, and yeah. even even you know, like uh, we, you have di- and I disagreed about uh, about how conservative Barack Obama. Yeah, actually was. See, yeah. I, I think ultimately he was sort of a centrist conservative kind of figure, like an Eisenhower Republican. But yeah. s- set that aside for the moment, you know, he was also like, we can come together. We have these these beliefs and values that we can like. That's where all that rhetoric is coming from. So if you're looking for that, Sue, I don't know that you're going to find it in the Republican Party right now because the Republican Party, uh, the the ones who don't want to want to ride the Trump train are keeping very quiet. Yeah, I've said before. I think that people are very fearful and and they don't have very many spines right now and that Trump was really a hostile takeover of my party mm. I mean I I believe that and we'll see what comes out the other end because you know I think we're going to see something in the midterm elections well so. and 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 to that I just uh, uh there was a poll that Suffolk University did that I thought was interesting mm. and among other things they asked people uh about whether they would prefer to have uh, the Democrats control Congress or the or Republican Party control Congress after the midterms this is Suffolk University in yeah. Boston 
And uh, the poll was 45% preferred the Democrats to 39% for the Republicans, which is a definite Democratic advantage, but not a huge one. But the interesting thing was they then said, so do you want the new Congress, do you, do you, do you want the, new, the next Congress to oppose Donald Trump or work with him? And then it became 55% of the people wanted Congress to work against Trump and only 34% wanted them to work with him. Huh, that's interesting. Do you know if it was Massachusetts-based or nationwide? I don't know about Suffolk that. Suffolk tends to do right. I, Massachusetts I, I stuff. I just saw the, the, the quick numbers, and I thought, like, okay. Like, yeah. it was part of sort of a um, an, an article I saw that was sort of pointing out, like, the larger trend, like, that uh, uh, when people think about the midterm specifically as a referendum on President Trump— Checks and balances. Right. Well, that, that the numbers get worse for the GOP. Okay. So— whether or not the elections will even happen is, of course, you know. Well, yeah, but I think, I mean, I think the, the other thing is um, with this looming new person who's going to uh, become part of the um, Supreme Court. Supreme Court, yeah. Oh, right, 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 so, right. We didn't even talk about so, that one yeah, yet. <laughs> no, so right. we'll, we'll have to put that one off. But um, but it's, it's, uh, it's interesting that the Democrats didn't fight for the uh, Merrick Garland, was, you mean? For yeah, for Garland, for b- behind the president. Yeah, you know uh, that that there was no reason. I mean, this was untenable that we went that long without the Ninth Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think yeah, part, I think that partly, was awful. I find that just reprehensible. Yeah, that I, I just because you won't have a you know you won't have a Supreme Court justice like one out of three years. <laughs> well, it, it and it was a failure of. Civil politics. I mean, we, we uh, yeah. I, I sent an email out to you guys. We were talking about what we were going to talk about before the show. And, uh, you know, civility, the idea of civility in politics is, is in some level like it's treating politics like a like a sport, like a game. Mm. And sort of like so there's some rules and expectations and, and limits we won't go past and whatnot. But it's also like it's a joint activity. And, you know, like I totally root for the Red Sox over the Yankees. But, you know, sometimes the Yankees win and that's legit. And you go, oh, they won. Good job, Yankees. We hate you, but we'll, 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 they're on tonight, by the way. Yes, Red Sox, Yankees in, in New York. Um, I go actually Sox. got to a Nationals game while I was down. In oh, the- sweet, <laughs> sweet. So you know, but you know, like, like, but fundamentally, we don't want to like blow up Yankee Stadium or you know change it so all the umpires now work for the Red Sox or something. You know, right. but like that's kind of. But but this is where I think you know, and this is of course a big discussion about how far people can go to in dissent, and that's where I think it's important for for those of us. Who, who are the outsiders, as opposed to you two wonderful insiders, you Republicans and Democrats, to say, no, we, sometimes we have to go to the streets and, and to appear not to be very civil, but, but it's a reaction to the atrocities that are going on in our very country right now. Yeah. No, the, uh, I, uh, we need we need left wing energy to match the right wing energy we've got. Can and I do a tiny quick thing on the Supreme Court? Very quick, because we, we actually we're over time. So I heard this that there's four justices that have always worked to try and come to uh, consensus, and it was Kennedy, Roberts, which I did not know, Breyer, and Kagan. And so with Kennedy leaving, the question is who will be? This is not how the court splits. These mm-hmm. are four that always try and create consensus in the Supreme Court, something I had never heard before I was watching C-SPAN. Yeah. They were talking well, we'll, about we'll have to talk about that next time because yep, we are time. running over. Yeah. We're running into thank you the next that. show. So, so thank you very much, Pocky Whelan, for joining us. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Susan, <laughs> and uh, thank you, Genre. And you can listen, hear Pocky uh, on our shows, uh, uh, Bread and Roses, and uh, Occupy the Airwaves here on Valley Free Radio at other times. We've got to go. But uh, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents and OK Asia. Uh, and podcasts of the show are uploaded to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play on Sunday. So you can listen to us again then if you haven't listened to us now. Thanks for listening to Civil Politics, not on Valley Free Radio. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.